Let's play a theme song, guys. Yeah, uh huh. You know what it Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dynamic Panel. My name is Joseph, and I'll be your host and spiritual guide through the most important news stories of the week. With me, of course, is a man that's funnier than Simon Pegg on a peg leg. He's comedian David Allen Fritas. Oh, what's up, you guys? I like to play soccer with me peg leg, and I like to kick it down the field, give him an old woody. That's what I like to call it, giving him a woody to the goalie. There's always a woody in, in Simon Pegg's movie, so I appreciate <laughs> that, David. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, happy to be here. What's up, Joseph? Uh, what's up, listeners of Dynamic Panel? Ooh, very smooth. Thanks, yeah. I'm trying to get that soundbite on our advertisements. And we got a man who's trying to form the Filipino version of BTS. He's Mark Mangaray. Small life, butter. Except uh, <laughs> I think our, our song for this, uh, for this BTS Pinoy version is Smooth Like a Dobo. Just have I, you taken a double shot before? Yeah, you just got sauce. Like, yeah, you just got like a like a red horse uh bottle and then a dobo and then just what is it sky. called? Like is it is it like an Irish car bomb, but it's like a like a it's just like a <laughs> Filipino <laughs> Filipino car bomb? Yeah, it's it's a pack, it's a Pacquiao uh pop, oh Pacquiao punch Pacquiao punch me up fuck <laughs> me up okay. And we got a very special guest. He's a, he's a producer, a comedy producer, and a former pastor. Ella's here. What's up, gente? Como estamos? How are we doing tonight? Or today? Or I don't know what time it is. Whenever you're listening to this. Whenever you're listening to this. Whenever. Most, hey, people, most people listen to our podcasts, I think. What, what did it say on the analytics, Joseph, at four in the morning in Dubai? Uh, it's four in the morning in a state of depression. Is uh, <laughs> my favorite state. Very, very detailed uh, and analytics. I, I really appreciate Anchor FM for, for that st- statistics there. But <laughs> Ella, uh, we're very excited to have you on the show because uh, last last time we did a recording, David, you had a guest who was very anti-religion. He was he was a former member of Catholic school, and he just he just ragged on God for like fifteen <laughs> minutes, right? Yeah, actually, like actually, I, I ended up going to church, and uh, and God told me that he that uh, he talked about Fredo actually a lot uh, when I was at, <laughs> <laughs> when I was sitting at the altar on my knees. He was like, "Yeah, why did you have him on the podcast, man?" Actually, God listens to our podcast. Oh, that's that's everyone. great. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. the one that's awake at four o'clock in the state of depression. <laughs> yeah. He's so the that's, best. <laughs> that's why I wanted to have Ella on here because he's a good friend of mine and uh, actually a, a brother of mine in in uh, in the Lord. Yeah. Okay, that's good. So Ella, I I, I want to talk to you because there's a there's a lot of people in my generation, the millennial generation, that is kind of going away from religion. There's there's like this uh, this superiority saying like you're atheist or agnostic, like you, you don't believe in religion. But like, what would you say to people that 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 think religion is is kind of like a scam or it, it, it breeds all this hate. You see all these videos of people like screaming at each other uh, because of their beliefs. What would you say to those people that associate religion with hate right now? 
Well, I mean, I think it, anything in its extreme form is a little bit too much. I think whatever we're talking about and being religion, I think that's what's happened is we're seeing the extreme side of what religious people or religious zealots do. And I think that's what's turning a lot of people off right now. For me personally, as a person that really no longer advocates for religion, but just more of a being conscious, I, I believe that being conscious is the biggest, is the best version of spirituality. So as far as I'm concerned, with regards to that topic, I just tell your generation, because your generation, what we would call those of us that would go to church or minister, we would call it the Holy Spirit. What your generation, I think, would call it would be the vibe. And I think the generation that I'm talking to right now that might be listening, you guys know vibes. You guys can feel things. You guys can sense things. And I think it's it's I think it's a huge, huge opportunity for anyone who's spiritual to, to really understand that the words have changed, but it's still the spirit is still the spirit. That was actually like really good that you said that because I, I could tell people whenever they're trying to like do something or like, you know, go on an interview, I tell them like sending good vibes your way. That is no different from telling people like, hey, I'm going to pray for you. Definitely. Wow. Definitely. Yeah. No, the, and, the, and it's once again, it's as a person who's who's constantly evolving. The language has changed, but still the spirit or whatever we might mindfulness, whatever. It's still the same. I mean, I strongly believe. And for me, that removes the whole fa- that removes the whole I have to argue with you because I don't have to argue with no one. I'm not here to convince people of anything. I'm here to be a vibe. I am the vibe and I vibe with those who vibe with me. So you, you so religion gives you this this good vibe and, and it like. Uh... It, it makes you more positive towards other people. Is that is that kind of how you describe it? Yeah. Well, I studied it for several, several years. I mean, I studied, I, never, I, I can actually say that I've never read the whole Bible through, but I've read enough of it through Bible college and stuff yeah. to recognize that that's really what it's all about. I mean, it's really all about a loving vibe, man. And I think that's what we all need. How long is the Bible? Like, uh, I, I'd, I'd never really... I think it's, it's like, like 40, longer than Harry Potter. 40 pages, right? It's like, <laughs> it's like five, six movies, Max. I, I usually I usually read the picture Bible. I don't know if that's the right one. It's it- made of, it's made up of 66 books, but it all depends too on what religion you're talking about. So it's made up of 66 books in in totality. So uh would you say like the the viral like videos and like uh, people like yelling at abortion clinics or like uh, saying God loves guns or something like that. That's like the very extreme, right? Like most people, would you say, use religion just to, to feel more positive about themselves or be more positive to other people? I mean, when you hear people yelling and screaming like that, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I know that people get passionate about things. It's like football. Like, imagine if we were to go and censor everyone who yells like for their favorite team. Mm -hmm. I think people just get passionate and sometimes they're just like they're extremely sometimes what they do is they take their passion and they just sort of like beat everyone else up with it. Like, cool. Like, if you like the Cowboys, that's cool, bro. Like, go over there and root for the Cowboys. Just like the same thing with, you know, people that are against certain things. People are really passionate. But sometimes some people, they just have nothing better to do. So they're just, they just want to be mean. I don't know what that's all about sometimes. So it's kind of like a, like a sports team, like uh, pe- people may, may like negative people like to identify with something. And then this is a way for them to cheer and, and kind of look down at other people in, in a way. Yep. Yep. And I mean that for me, as a person who studied Christ, bro, Christ was love. Christ was empathy. Mm-hmm. Christ was hope. And the thing is that people that don't have that, they're going to continue to spew out all that other kind of shit that we unfortunately that give everyone a bad name so the the stereotypes that i associate to are like uh christians hate gay marriage christians hate abortion christians you know like there's a lot of hate like when when you hear about that but like do you think most christians actually care about that kind of stuff 
I, I the thing is a mature Christian is going to is not going to look at the specifics or the human perspective they're going to really look at the heart or the soul of the matter and that really takes someone who's elevated spiritually a lot of people that confess to be religious that's all they are is religious there's no kind of relationship there there's no really kind of connection to spirituality because a genuine religious person which is we could say christ was that dude had the spirit and a lot of the religious people all they had was laws and legalism and rules so there's like a healthy balance is the is as someone that studied the bible like like are the rules really meant to be followed line by line because there's a lot of weird rules in there like you can't grow crops that are different or something next to each other you can't eat pork stuff like that so looking at it from a secular perspective imagine if our cities did not have all these mandates and and stipulations and all these rules and you know all these bylaws and stuff and the thing is what it was meant to be is to provide order it was it was meant it was like a policy and procedure manual like when you go to a workplace I mean, let's be honest, how many people actually read the policy and procedure manual and actually follow all of it? People don't. But good companies, strong companies, you know, you're going to follow a protocol. And honestly, we look we look at it from like, oh, man, that was like rude or that was mean. But that was their form of instruction. And and I think when people veer away from that, you know, like it could look like something overbearing. Uh, but like they were like written like like thousands of years ago, too. Do you think the Bible needs an update? Because I think I think back then maybe it was bad to eat pork. There, there wasn't any sanitation back then but uh just have like like more like modern lingo maybe yeah like you think uh i guess that's not going to be possible but like would would you support a bible update as someone well, yeah there is i mean if you look at the bible there's so many translations but what we need today is we need prophets because every time a prophet rises up they sort of redirect people to say hey this was the intention behind this and this was the motive behind this mm -hmm. and and that's what we need today we need modern day prophets that are able to take what's written in the bible and break it down for people that maybe might not have went to school and when it comes down to it the overall picture as far as i'm concerned is that there is a creator that loves humanity and wants the best for humanity when you get caught up in the specifics and of course you're going to start finding people getting divided but the big message is that we have a good creator that's this i mean many of us are really good-hearted we love you know but you know some of us sometimes we fall into those dark sides so i honestly think what we need today is just people that can read the book the whole book or understand it to a certain extent and get the big picture the big picture as far as i'm concerned bro is love i can't uh -huh. go wrong with love bro i cannot go wrong with love that's a great message. Uh, Mark, you have any final questions before? Uh... Oh, I mean, like that's, I, I love that. I love your message, man. I totally, something that like got me kind of like out of religion is just the religiosity of it. The, the, all the, the legalism and kind of like all the strict rules. I, I grew up Catholic, so it's, it was definitely like a sour taste in my mouth. Um, yeah. Just like, yeah, honestly, look, look at it. Like it's, it's, it's not about all the, it's not about all the like the rules and stuff. I think I think like El, like Ella was saying, it's like that kind of convolutes everything and and takes us off of the. That's if like that's to me if like if like Jesus was like, uh, they're like, what should we do, Jesus? Like, how should we treat each other? And he's like, well, uh, you have to wear the uh, sandals like I have here. You see these sandals? <laughs> you have to wear these kind of sandals, and that's the only way that you can be a true only Birkenstock. Yeah, only you have to buy it from the specific website. Right. Jesus. He calls him. He calls him Birkencross. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. Anyway, that's uh, yeah, that's a good message, Ella. Thank you. Yeah, th thanks again for being on the show. And let's get into our news stories. As I said, we were going to talk about the most important news stories of the week, and it should come to no surprise 
that our first story is, Bishop known for exorcisms resigns after falling for writer of satanic erotica. The Bishop got involved with a psychologist and a writer of erotic novels, leading him to break his vow of celibacy. Uh, Al, you're a religious person. Is this a common fetish to, to fall for someone that writes erotic novels? it's like a completely opposite of what you were raised with right no people like believe me a lot of religious people are still freaks sure oh yeah they're human they're human they're they're human (laughs) they're humans that just go to church on on sunday right some of them yeah bro a lot of them yeah my experience with uh with people from catholic school i totally i'm there i'm with you ella do you, do you think Lots Catholic school makes there. you more freakish or like or, uh, I think I think just being in like a super kind of like pent up environment I feel okay. like makes you a little bit freaky right yeah yeah my my fiance she grew up she grew up Mormon and like and there's so many like so many rules in Mormonism and she talks about all the time like different Mormons that she knew like they would just they would just like let it let it go as soon as they got married like they'd be into like all the all the bdsm stuff and like dress it like they got really crazy after like they could have sex <laughs> or some, sometimes they would just have sex before marriage and it, either way yeah just off topic is, are they still allowed to like have multiple like polygamy is that still a thing in mormonism um to my understanding it's not like actually it's not that common anymore it's like an old like an old mormon thing to do because that would probably satisfy a lot of their their fetishes like (laughs) (laughs) i don't know having to satisfy having to satisfy five six different women sounds like a nightmare to me is is there like any reverse mormon or like uh can one woman marry multiple guys in mormonism Uh, actually joseph uh, that's a good question but that's called more (laughs) manism more (laughs) manism Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, what do you think, uh, Mark, what do you think he's going to do after he left the church for after, uh, you know, falling in love with this erotic novel writer? Oh, he's definitely going to start posing. Um, what do you call this? In a Playboy? This. Yeah, posing Playboy. Um, maybe, you know, he's going to wear like all these like really sexy outfits for the book for this erotica mm-hmm. novel. Like he's gonna be the 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 photo model of uh. <laughs> I think I mean that's the only thing that makes sense, um, to me. What their next step is. Uh, do you do you have any predictions on what he's gonna do, David? Um, what now that he's now that he's now he's not in the church? Like I, I'm assuming I think he's, he's just gonna be writing his own like satanic erotica. I mean, how could he? <laughs> he's got he the experience. Actually, stealing the idea from this person. He's like, ah, okay. It's a long con, yeah. Or he's or he's eventually gonna like direct his own satanic erotica film with her um yeah i don't know i just i just see i just see him going into the arts you know really really hard no no pun intended uh Elle, how long were you a pastor for probably like any going i think it was like eight to nine years total i mean i was in ministry for 20 years i was a follower of what we would call modern day christianity for 20 years so uh like being so involved with the church for that long of your life like was it hard to transition into something else like when, when yeah, you left i i did the same thing so the thing is i was a pastor <laughs> and you wrote erotica <laughs> no i resigned i resigned after i had what we would I, what i would call like an empathy explosion because i most of my work is community service work uh-huh. so i was more of a person that was actually out in the streets rather than behind the pulpit so i just had a moment of just like crisis and i just sort of lost my focus and went to the bar uh 
met a man, went home with him, and the next day I stepped down. So that's what I was going to say. I give this bishop kudos for at least, uh, resigning at least. He didn't get outed for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think some, I th- yeah, I think some bishops could just, like, sometimes they just try to hide it. They right? keep on doing it, you know. Eventually <laughs> yeah. it comes out. Everything comes out in the light. So do you, do you think uh, more bishops should just be, I mean, like, so I guess the law and Catholic, I think, Mark, maybe you can answer this, like, bishops and nuns and priests, like, they can't get married right they can't they can't get married they, they can't, can't have sex at all right can't have sex at all and like part of it like i feel like they should have sex like even just like let them masturbate or something like things, things <laughs> that, like, help them get like that like kind of repression out and like all that sexual energy out because humans are sexual creatures you know and yeah, that's, like that's what i don't get about like the priest like because like the whole thing about catholicism is like you can just uh confess your sins and then you're you're good right well you have to like atone for it like you have to like go through like a process of like you know forgiveness but like oh yeah sorry go ahead mark oh no like part of it is also like i think like they have like they're married to god right so they can only have sex with god Priests are married to. I thought it was just nuns. No, no, no. It's like a whole. Yeah, yeah like, like what's going on here? Ella? <laughs> I feel like Ella. I'm, has I'm trying to hear. Let Mark explain because Mark, it does seem like. Hi. Here we go. It does seem like Mark has a very good understanding of Catholicism and and the chain of command. So. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no. Part of it is just like you, you, you like have a vow of like being solely married to God, and like you can't, like, like having sex with someone else while you're in a priesthood is basically cheating on God. Is kind of like the. Yeah, it's that's weird. That's what I've understand. Is that actually how priests like define themselves as married to God? That that doesn't well, sound. I don't know. But if we I look mean, at the word marriage, the, the word marriage is simply the word. I mean, if you break it down, it's a covenant. It's a commitment between. It's a legal binding contract between two people. And so, if you take outside, if you take what we as humans look at, like a a traditional marriage, a man and a woman, sex together, whatever. If it's really a marriage is a covenant, it's a contract. And so a priest or a pastor is essentially entering in some kind of covenant or relationship with God. But I think that's what happens. A lot of people do it out of feelings and it's not a conviction. And I think that's when, if you're making a decision based on feelings, cause you know, you don't want to do this or you don't want to do that. Eventually those feelings are going to, you know, you know, they're going to, they're going to play games on you. But if you have a conviction, there are people that are convicted and that it's not an issue for them because once again, it's it's a conviction. It's something that they feel and they don't have to mess with that. But a lot of people sometimes they just it's an emotional decision. They try their best to stay celibate and pure, but they just can't because, you know, like like what's his name said? We're sexual beings. I, we're human beings. But I think the, the world that we live in is really sexually driven. David, what you, yeah, no, I was going to say I was going to add on that. Like, that's a pretty good point. So like so, Ella, are you saying that like the only it's it's only good it's it's only okay if like you're in like a catholic church like if you're going to mass and like if you get into an argument with someone that's the only time that it's okay to be mass debating <laughs> you could tell that david was came up with that joke three minutes ago and he was, just, <laughs> he was like waiting i saw him like move around like, like, yeah, yeah let's continue like with the shark, original program like, <laughs> sorry. back to our original program uh mark how many Hail Marys, you think, <laughs> is the uh, appropriate price for masturbating if you're a priest? If you're, <laughs> I don't know if there's any, uh, uh, you know, as long as you're not masturbating to a child, I don't think you should get punished. Yeah. As long as you uh, say a Hail Mary at the point of orgasm, uh, 
it's fine, right? Well, you're supposed to say Jesus as a point of order. I don't mean to step on Catholics' toes because I'm more of a Christian believer, but I think for every minute, you know, a Hail Mary for every minute you let, you know, you go. <laughs> so you better okay, be quick. So, yeah. so for me, two Hail Marys. Got it. <laughs> yeah. For me, half a Hail Mary. Damn. And you guys are both single, right? <laughs> well, um, David's apparently engaged yeah, to I mean, a Mormon. I'm engaged. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm engaged to a former Mormon. Former Mormon. For, for well, that's not really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, David, who's a funnier person for the bishop to fall in love with besides an erotic novel writer? I mean, like I a, think it's. I think that's an obvious answer, Joseph. It would be like a donkey, you know. <laughs> how did how did this how did this priest or this bishop find this person with like the erotica? Was like the erotica novelist just like doing like research um, like, <laughs> at the and church? It's like she whoa. Was just, like, yeah. yeah, she was just like talking to the priest and he's like, yeah, the devil was just giving me a butt plug and all these things. He was probably just at the gym, you know, because you, know, <laughs> you, <laughs> you meet most of the people that you fall in love with at the gym, as we yeah. all know. That really satanic <laughs> gym that he goes to. Maybe E-Harmony, E-Harmony. Yeah, E-Harmony. Oh. Yeah, e standing Not- for Erotic Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> you think that they would meet a Christian mingle, but probably not. <laughs> yeah, Satan mingles. Satan mingles. Yeah, horns, uh, L horns for the horny. I don't know. Horns for the horny. Yeah, L, uh, you are a pastor, and pastors are allowed to get married. Is that right? But you have to follow certain rules or something. Yeah, well, but once again, going back to marriage, it's a covenant. It's an agreement between two people. So yeah, pastors are. I mean, in Christianity, it's more. Um, it's recognized as ministers to go ahead and get married. So uh, why why are priests not allowed to get married, but like pastors are allowed to get married? Is that just the the, the Bible rule book? Like who it's, wrote that rule? No, if you look at it in its context, I mean, the priests were supposed to be the representatives on behalf of people. And so to be a representative on behalf of people that were listening to the sins of people, it was pretty much your responsibility to be that, just to be used for the sake of being a vessel on behalf of the Lord. And so the more pure you were, which is probably if you were by yourself, you know, and you had that covenant, you, the the better of a, of a mediator you would be versus someone that was caught up in a relationship because then their loyalty is divided between their partner and their creator. That's great. I, I mean, that's, that's really informative. Uh, Mark, do you think that? <laughs> <laughs> I love how you say well, that's very informative. <laughs> uh, do you think the obvious solution yeah, is I to have... I didn't have a, I didn't have a pun to follow that one. Sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> you know, you did, and I was hoping you would save that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I just, I just kind of think like bishops, priests, and nuns, they, they should just get married or like they should be able to like date and stuff. I think that would solve so many problems. I think the Catholic church just needs to loosen the hell up. No or at fun. least give them like flashlights or something, right? I think the Catholic Church has loosened up. I think they are <laughs> allowing a bit. Uh, they are allowing priests to go ahead and get married now because they're seeing the 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 side effects of everything that's going on with all the lawsuits and everything that's happening. If you, you know, they, people get horny, and then they start doing. Wait, bad did the shit. Pope say that he's going to let priests marry? Or I think like... the Pope said the, the Pope quote unquote said people are going to get horny. I, I, this is this is the official. Uh, this is Mark. This is Mark's translation. <laughs> yeah, it, it was originally in Latin, so it was, it was hard to translate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go for the next story. Uh, from satanic to sauces, Taco Bell wants you to send back <laughs> your used sauce packets so you can reuse so that it can reuse them. You can collect empty sauce packets in a recyclable container and print a free shipping label. 
Mark, how do you think Taco Bell can actually convince customers to participate in this program? Do they have to give out prizes or something? Like, like I think people are too lazy to actually turn their sauce. I feel like I feel like Taco Bell needs to kind of like collect the empty sauce packets, right? And then they get back new refilled packets. Cause I need I need my like caliente, like you know, like packet. That's a good idea. Yeah. Is that the hottest one, the caliente? Uh, I think it's just like but there's mild, there's fire, there's. But fire's uh, the hottest one. Fire. No, I thought there was one after fire. They're just hard. Like, listen, I don't want to go to Taco Bell all the time to get their sauces, and I'm, I'm out here for the sauces. <laughs> they should I'm, just I'm mail really, you the sauces, right? I'm glad they're doing this because I've been saving all my packets for like years now. Is there an expiration date though? Like, how do you know? Like, somebody might be having sauce from like 20 years ago. I mean, oh, it's, sure. it's still recyclable, right? It's just what's oh. it made out of, like. I don't know, like I mean, like, you, you would like know foil. though. Oh, you, so they're not going to reuse and re- redistribute yours. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh like it's saving the water. Oh, oh, so they're like so like recycling the the, the plastic the, bottles. The, the, they want the little to, plastic. Okay. Yeah, the sauce packet. <laughs> yeah, Ella, Ella thought they were going to take the sauce out of the old packets and <laughs> put them in the new packets. I thought maybe they didn't get like bailed out or something. They're like, give us back <laughs> our hot sauce. There's a shortage on. Yeah, like you gotta drain out the old packets. Like, yeah, hey, whatever you whatever you didn't finish. I know I know you guys aren't using all the sauce. Give us all the old sauce back. I know all you Mexicans have a drawer full of this stuff. I can say I can say that because I'm Mexican, okay? Okay, okay. As a Mexican, do you do people actually or do do people in your family actually eat Taco Bell or is, is that like a not uh, very common? Unfortunately, the whitewashed ones do. The whitewash is that a big percentage of, of the, the Mexican community? No, I, I I do not have the audacity nor the balls to say that kind of statement. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, think, I, 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 actually, I actually grew up like I I always say I grew up like half black because my step my stepdad growing up was black, so I didn't even know it as Taco Bell. I knew it as y'all want to go to Taco Smell. Mm. That's what, I don't know if that's a black thing. I I'm not trying to say that that's a black thing. I uh, but that's just what I. I'll remember. check Urban Dictionary later, but that doesn't sound real. Oh, that's messed up, Joseph. You gotta just call him Urban. That's fucked up. All right, I wasn't trying to go there. Oh man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Joseph, I really wish like every company would like do this. I think this is such a great idea. So true. I want I want Trojan to start doing this. <laughs> Okay. No. <laughs> so, like can you because it's latex right latex isn't biodegradable and shit yeah latex just ends up in the landfill so uh yeah. so trojan <laughs> should team up with a, a sperm bank just like, then, or trojan just like says like hey if you have a used condom just send it to us and then we're getting <laughs> we can recycle that shit right yeah, they sell it to elmer's glue and then they use the latex <laughs> for uh Ellis, I see Ellis' face just like, like <laughs> don't I worry, man. Ellis not a pastor anymore, so he can he can listen to these jokes. Oh no, I'm just I, I've just I've listened to them even before this. Okay, <laughs> you could, I mean, you could even like, you, yeah, you can even get the. Were you guys talking about the condoms themselves or just the like wrap the packets? Like, I mean, like the condoms after you use them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gorilla glue. You can use Gorilla glue. That's disgusting. Bro. Put them back together if they, uh, <laughs> if they break. Ay, que sucio. Que cochino. I heard chino. Isn't that racist? Or no, I said coach. <laughs> I said cochino. So that's like okay. with racist. <laughs> I, I thought Ella's just going just going hard on this on the show now. Like, uh, <laughs> I took off the tunic. I'm going I'm going balls to the wall. All right. Well, we're glad you didn't go there. Uh, so like... Uh, Ella, Ella, what's a what's another way that fast food companies can go green? Should McDonald's also do something similar with their with their packaging or something like that? 
No fucking idea, bro. Because <laughs> like so many people throw away the vegetables at McDonald's. I, I already go green when I eat McDonald's, man. And it's in my number twos, bro. <laughs> compost. What? Mcmcdonald's has the the bathrooms go straight to the compost, but and there you go. That is pretty. Oh, curious. there you go. There you go. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, David, you have any ideas how how fast food restaurants can go more green? Yeah, I think uh, I think there's a a bunch of ways. I think Panda Express. They should. You should. We should. You know, send them back our. Um, yeah, I don't always eat all of the breading on the orange chicken. I think that. <laughs> You don't? That's the best part. Yeah. Wait, can, you just uh, rip, rip apart the, the orange chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I'm, when I'm, you can just buy grilled chicken if you're going to do that. Yeah, I, I like the teriyaki. Actually, yeah, the teriyaki. But then, but the teriyaki chicken has too much of a smoky flavor. You know, I like that orange taste, but without the breading. Probably um, also, uh, oh, you know what? I don't, I'd actually, I actually never eat the peas in the fried rice. So I should, I could start sending them that back too. Yeah. And um, have you guys ever been to, um, have you guys ever been to In-N-Out? Of course. Yeah, In-N-Out. I um I rarely eat the eat the onions. Like you know, I never want to tell them like, no, I don't want your grilled onions because everyone always thinks they're so delicious. So I, I always scrape them off. But I was thinking I could um. I could you you order grilled onions just to scrape them off? Yeah, because I don't. I, I'm very like uh, I, I don't like conflict. You know, I'm like very non-controversial. Non. You have uh, to explicitly order the grilled onions. Confrontational. Yeah, I order them all the time though. So maybe I should maybe I should start sending those back to them. I don't know what you're trying to do with your in and out order, but like I think the most obvious one is Chick-fil-A because they're very religious and they should just wrap their, their chicken sandwiches in, in old Bibles, right? Oh, in old oh old yeah, that'd be cool. Like in the old testament. <laughs> like they the old wrappers. yeah, in the old testament. <laughs> Thou shalt worship thy father and mother or whatever. And then, oh, delicious. Yeah, thou shalt not kill cows. Thou shalt kill chickens. <laughs> That's a great way to get people into religion, right? Ella, just, just wrap Bible verses in, in their fast food. It would be a great way for some people to actually read it, yeah. Uh, Mark, do you think Taco Bell customers actually care about the environment? Because I kind of associate them with just like kind of trashy, drunk people. Like they're probably... You know they don't really care. Right? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if you knew this, but Taco Bell is incredibly vegan. <laughs> I didn't know that because yeah. I... it, it's 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 fake cheese, fake and meat. It's fake meat, <laughs> fake chicken. Yeah, fake... yeah. It's fake they actually chicken. do. They do have the best fake cheese. Actually, I think out of any fast food place that has fake cheese. Definitely, yeah. So out of all the Taco Bells, Taco Bell's the best. <laughs> uh, Taco Bell is definitely the green, if if not the greenest um uh fast food restaurant out there so hats off taco bell you go keep going green homie they're, they're pretty green because they don't use they use very little percentage of real meat so like it's so they, they don't have to waste money on farming right well, what do you think the chihuahua has to say that's a good question we actually have like this this guy is like a symbol of my childhood like watching nickelodeon and like every commercial would have this this guy on our show and to give his input on the story we have the, the taco bell chihuahua Thank you for being on the show, Mr. Chihuahua. It's my pleasure. Yo quiero dynamic panel. So uh, we're, we're very excited about your company. <laughs> we're very excited about your company's new policy. I, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to say that. Yo quiero dynamic panel. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a frequent listener of you guys. Oh, you know, I can I can look at the demographics of like who, who listens. So you, you're the Mexican listener, right? Yes, I'm the one. Wait, how did you know that I'm Mexican? Oh, I'm a dog. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, but I mean, but I mean, but uh, my, my my breed is Chihuahua, which is a city in Mexico. I get it. Yes, that's. I'm glad you got the joke. But uh, like, how how are ways uh, that Taco Bell is, is trying to be green? That's, that's that's the point of story. But like, uh, what are you doing to be green yourself, Mr. Chihuahua? Well, I'm doing a lot of things. Well, first of all, that was the, one of the reasons that we wanted you to send the uh, you know Taco Bell packets back, and you know, so we can be green, but also. Uh, so we can start making green hot sauce. We don't have a green hot sauce yet. We only have like red hot sauces. Ooh, uh, chili verde, right? Yeah, we need like a verde one. So anyway, also another thing that I'm doing to be green, uh, I'm helping with a lot of the Taco Bell farms uh, because, uh, uh, you know, lettuce, as you can imagine, is the only real product that we have. The meat's not real and the cheese is not real. But the lettuce, very real. Um, pure, reaction, right? Yeah, pure, purely lettuce. And uh, sometimes we have uh, problems with, uh, you know, with the lettuce getting uh, the, the freshness of the lettuce. So, uh, so what I'm doing is I'm actually, I've been fer- fertilizing all the lettuce personally as, a, as the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Uh, wow. yeah, I've been going to all the farms and, uh, you know, I do my business in the farm. Pero, uh, pero no, no quiero E. coli. That's that's good to know. That's pretty impressive too, because I, I imagine you guys use a lot of lettuce. Do you yeah, have big, a big lot dinners? Of lettuce, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, and also, and I, I also I help with uh, shredding the lettuce, because you know how you know how like us dogs do, like like when we're trying to find like a a place to lay down. You know, we like scratch the pillow or or something. We like scratch. You know, we scratch like. <laughs> we do that for a really long time, you know, because we can't we can't find like a place to scratch place to lay down. So we're like. <laughs> So I've been doing that to help shred the lettuce. That way, I, I, that way we don't have to. We have to use use less energy. You know, like really less like yeah, less like energy from the plants. Not like real plants, like lettuce. But I mean, like power plants. So you're harnessing dog energy, which is uh, one of the greenest kinds of energy, right? Right. Actually, you you caught me while I'm doing it right now. I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually doing that at home while I'm interviewing with you guys. Uh, Mr. Chihuahua, are there other ways that you are going green, uh, that you, that would you promote to, to make a, a safer envi- or pure environment? Yes. I, I'm also growing, I'm also going green by like, um, you know, I, I used to, uh, I used to drive on Impala and a lot of people would say, Wait, well, you could drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can drive. Yeah. You well, you think I can't drive because I'm Mexican? You racist. <laughs> oh man. I'm sorry. I went there. Yeah. Go ahead. Of course you can drive. Oh, of course I can drive. Anyway, so I used to drive an Impala, but um, but then people were saying, you know, that uses a lot of gas. So, so, so I said, I said, uh, I said, you know, you're right. So I uh, maybe I maybe I should drive something like uh, like a smart car. And they were like, no, man, you need to drive a Tesla. And I said, oh, yo quiero te- yo quiero Tesla. That's that's a pretty adorable image, uh, the Chihuahua driving a, a Tesla. Are you are you also harnessing? Because like a, a lot of people that uh, eat Taco Bell get really gassy at the end of the meal. Do you harness that energy to uh, fuel like uh, I don't know your stove or anything? Um, um, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, people fart a lot uh, because of Taco Bell, but um, you know, I, I wish we had a way to um, you know, harness that energy, but right. <laughs> Right now, you know, we're we're in constant development and talks with uh, Elon Musk. Um, but for now, I just smell those farts. I I really like smelling farts, but I don't know if that's just because I'm a dog. 
every uh, Taco Supreme meal will, will come with a bag that you can fart into, and then you can just mail it to Elon Musk, right? And then that will fund his. his That's a good Supreme. idea. That's a good idea. We should start sending people like like bags, so you could you could fart into them. Oh, maybe maybe then then we can start making Baja Blast again. <laughs> That's how Baja Blast was made. Yeah, actually, you guys didn't know, but but that's how we used to make Baja Blast. Yeah, that's that's Back what the in... blast was. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it was a blast from your ass. ass. Oh, 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 I'm being told I can't say that word. Yeah, you're gonna lose your because I'm well, a dog. Actually, I haven't seen you in many uh, Taco Bell commercials recently, uh, Mr. Chihuahua. Is there a reason for that? Right. Yeah, there is a reason because um, you know, back in the '90s, I had a really good deal. And I was working with all the commercials. Uh, you know, they almost had me do Pepsi. Uh, they also had me, uh, I was going to start working with Beko. Um, but then uh, then something came up and there was a very, uh, let's just say, uh, legal issue. Uh, and a lot, of my, a lot of my family members, uh, they got taken away. And, uh, you know, it was different pol- policies that they had in, you know, in government. And so uh, a lot of my family is locked up right now, and it's very, very, very sad. They're 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 locked up, like locked up in cages, like at the border. Or are they like part of that? Right that in cages. No, not at the border. They're locked up at PetSmart. Oh, okay, I thought there was immigration issues with, with your your family members. Don't get all their freedom. Oh man, this is a this is a fun interview. So like, uh, you, you couldn't focus too much on on. <laughs> You can focus too much Sorry, I'm on. I'm still shredding, shredding lettuce. Shredding your lettuce, okay. <laughs> so oh, anyway, so anyway, so yeah, so we need to, uh, we need to get them released. And uh, I'm currently working with uh, an immigration lawyer. Um, so if you guys can, uh, you know, donate some money, uh, that would be helpful to. Uh, but also, but also, a lot of these developments are also these developments are, are going to help us, uh, you know, to uh, to get my family released. So that way, we can all be doing Taco Bell commercials. And also, um, also, uh, I need to pay for the lawyer because he's not a cheap lawyer. He's actually uh, a lot of you know him. He's very well known. Um, he's not only is he a lawyer, but he's also um, he goes by uh, Mister uh, Worldwide. <laughs> Mister Worldwide, you mean Pitbull? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, you guys know him. I didn't. I didn't want. It's kind of against legal matters. I can't say his name, but um, but yeah, I, that's his name. Well, I'm, I'm surprised that Pitbull has a, has a law degree. Uh, Mark, do you have any final questions for Mr. Chihuahua before I let him go? Yeah, so, like, what's the website with, uh, with you and Pitbull that we can uh, donate this money to? Right, let me go see if I can get him. Hey, Pitbull, do you want to be on the podcast? Mr. Worldwide! He said it's uh, MrWorldwide.com. Save the dogs. Slash, uh, slash, save slash, the dogs. right? <laughs> slash, save the, save the dogs. Oh, well, maybe we can get Mr. Worldwide next week. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm also being told by my lawyer I shouldn't have said that it's PetSmart. Uh, so scratch that, <laughs> scratch that. It's not PetSmart. Uh, we don't want any bad, any bad publicity for PetSmart. So, uh, scratch that. <laughs> I'm actually not shredding lettuce. I'm telling you to scratch it, take scratch, it off of the podcast. It. Okay. <laughs> We'll try our best. Anyway, thank you for being on, Mr. Chihuahua. Uh, let's get to our next story. From fast food to foreheads, little Uzi Vert says fan ripped $24 million diamond out of his forehead. The diamond was surgically implanted in the rapper's face this year and ripped out during crowd surfing, but he was able to recover the diamond 
Uh, Ella, do you, do you think little Uzi Vert had it coming because he had a $24 million diamond in his forehead? Damn. Um, can, can, I, uh, can I come back around for the next one? I want to hear what everyone else has to say before I make a, a comment. All right, that's fine. Uh, Mark, are you a fan of little Uzi Vert? Uh, I'm a very big fan of Uzi Vert. Um, Uzi, as we call him in the, in the industry. Um, and yeah, we're really sad. Really sad. All of us, Uzi's, uh, Uzi Vert stands. Um, we're really sad about his diamond loss. Uh, it shouldn't have happened. Uh, a lot of the fans shouldn't, shouldn't have done it. That's... Do, you, do you think he had a cut? But it was so like... shiny. <laughs> but like, uh, like he can't like walk around without a diamond in his head, right? So like, that's no, because head. that's yeah. the power stone. So he needs it <laughs> to be able to function. So without the without the uh, the power stone in his head, he'll he'll die. And then that's another stone for Thanos to uh, to take up. Uh, David, would you be super paranoid if you had a, a $24 million diamond in your head? I mean, I would, I would, I would be paranoid. Yeah. Like you mean if someone took it out of my head? No, like just, just, just having that much, that, that valuable thing, like exposed to the public like that. that I mean, look at David's that. face. That's a million dollar face right there. Like, yeah, I'm all I need is a $23 million diamond in my head. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because this is a million dollar face right here. He did no, the I, I wouldn't be, uh, I, I wouldn't be, I don't think I'd be nervous. I would, you know, I, I wouldn't feel like a target because I would, uh, I, what I would do is I would try to constantly put the diamond back into my head. You know, I'd like head, headbutt people and stuff, you know? just to like keep the diamond in my head. I mean, not like just random people. I just mean, I would like, I'd be kind of like a superhero. You know, if I saw someone getting robbed, I'd go up and headbutt the robber, you know? Because the diamond is so hard. Like it's like, it's really painful for the robber to get hit by, by the yeah, diamond. Yeah, just right? knock him out. But, may, but more importantly, it would keep the diamond in my head. But see, this is the thing about tabloids, bro. Look at the tabloid right there. It's like he rips it out of his head, but then it says he was crowd surfing. So like, I don't, it, it says, you know, it was like, I mean, I don't think someone purposely did it. It's just like, imagine, you know, when you're crowd surfing, people grab your balls, your ass and everything else, you know, like it, it looks like it wasn't like the headline says they ripped it. Like they did it on purpose, but I think it was just an accident. I haven't been crowd surfing in a That's, while. Yeah. Uh, Mark, can you confirm that? Yeah, uh, I can confirm. Uh, I hate it when I'm crowd surfing and someone like just fingers my ass. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it happens all the time. Honestly, it's it's it kind does. of a problem. Yeah. When, when you were a pastor, did you allow crowd surfing during service? Um, you know what? <laughs> I, I did go to a service where there was a lot of a mosh pit allowed. I don't think we ever wow. surfed though. Wait, Wait like... I want to go to worship wherever services. <laughs> yeah, it was like. like a... It was like a hard rock goth band that came in and, and did like Christ music. And so, yeah, everybody, awesome. everybody was moshing. Who's that like really hardcore Christian band? Like it was, was it like POD or something? Avril Lavigne. Any... <laughs> uh, I guess no one knows what I'm talking about. Uh, what do you think was going on in his mind when he decided to get that surgery? Uh, David, you think he was just trying to find out the big, the best way to flex? Oh, when he got the surgery to, to get the diamond in his head? Yeah, like the logistics of that sounds pretty. Like first you have to convince a surgeon to do that, which probably goes oh, against some doctor code to, to do that. Bro, I mean, it's it's an obvious, you know, it's an obvious. That's how you. That's how you. That's how you get get laid. You know, the, in the industry, that's how you get laid. You got to have a diamond in your forehead. Yeah, I've, everybody knows. Everybody knows that in the industry, Joseph. I guess I'm not I, in industry, so I'll take. Yeah, your word for I know. That. I'm just. I, I guess I. Are you are yeah. you planning to get a diamond in your forehead, David? I'm at, I actually already have one. It's just really, really small. It's a 
it's, it's also it's made a, of plastic. Yeah. yeah. It's also not on his forehead. It, yeah, I got it from <laughs> I got it from the quarter machine at the fish and chips uh, restaurant down the street. Um, no, it's <laughs> no. I mean, I I feel like yeah, I feel like I feel like he was probably just trying to flex. Yeah, I mean, he was probably trying to. I mean, how do you not be like the 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 most popular rapper alive? Let me take that back. How do you, how do you not be the only rapper with a diamond in your forehead? Well, he's an innovator. That's what you makes him special. A diamond in your forehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's an innovator. I guess that goes to the next question, Marco. What do you think rappers can do to flex even better than Little Uzi Vert? Dig diamonds. <laughs> Dig diamonds. I'm gonna right? put it right there. Yeah. Dig just, diamonds. Just own a diamond mine, right? Yeah. No. The the penis rings. Oh, this is a big diamond. <laughs> No, he did say dick oh. diamond. Dick diamond. Oh, dick diamond. He did say dick oh. diamond. He said dick diamonds. Dick diamond oh. sounds like the name of a porn star, actually. <laughs> it's also the name of my rapper. I'm I'm the rap. That's the rapper name. Actually, dick yeah. Diamond. And then if you got that yanked out of uh, there, then oh. that would be kind of fun, I guess. <laughs> uh, Ella, do you, do you know any Christian rappers? Do, do they have good ways to flex? <laughs> well, I mean, look at some of their mansions. <laughs> Christian rappers have big mansions. Yeah, some of these people have some big. I mean, cars and houses. I mean, there's. Believe me, they've. Some of them have turned uh, the the worship into um, a business, and so yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of people out there flexing. So are they just like are Christian rappers literally just rapping about God or like or to be good to each other? Like, what's like the message of Christian rap? Or well, do, I think, do you even listen to it's, it? It's, it's just a, yeah, I, do, I mean, I was part of that scene for a while here. So there's a lot of people that get into the scene because they want, it's very, it's lucrative now. I mean, everything is lucrative. And so like, if you can go from being a secular rapper to a Christian rapper, people do it. But see, there's some really good people that do it, that genuinely do it. And there's other people that just do it for the clout. It's, believe me, when you start looking at humans and you just take them out of like the whole religious titles that we give them, they're just humans, just like anyone else, man. And, uh, and, and, and believe me, some of them do it for the clout and some of them do that because they really love God. So David, you love clout. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, um, I think I was right. I mean, I think some, you know, some, some people do it for the wrong reasons, you know? Um, I don't know. I like, like, like for instance, like when I first do started doing stand up, right. I, uh, I look, I look like trash, you know, I look like shit, you know, I was, uh, I, I always wore a t-shirt. Um, and then I started wearing a flannel, uh, and, and I was like, <laughs> now I'm a real comic. You know? That's how you know. Yeah. And I only did that for the cloud. Then people started following me and they're like, wow, you look like a professional comic on stage wearing that flannel. <laughs> I feel like Christian, like, is, is it, it's probably easier to get into Christian rap because it's such a niche market, right? So if you wanted to be a rapper, you, you should start off doing something very niche like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Something, I mean, something that's like, I mean, it's just about drawing attention at that, at that level, you know, he's just trying to draw attention. So it's, it's probably better for him that it got ripped out of his forehead. Cause it's just going to make him more, I don't know. I, I hadn't heard, I hadn't heard anything about Lil Uzi Vert in a long time. So, you know, now it's like, now I listen to his whole album just because I, I I admire his diamond forehead. Yeah, he's probably gonna get like another diamond in his forehead, but this one's gonna be like sixteen million. Someone's gonna rip that one out. Then he's gonna get another one for ten million. Someone's gonna rip that out all the way down to like a ring pop, <laughs> which which is tastier than a than a diamond. But yeah. would you, would you ever consider? Oh, sorry, Mark. Go ahead. Oh, I would still rip it out. 
Yeah. I, I love ring bobs. Ring pop out of his head. <laughs> <laughs> would, would you ever consider Christian comedy, though, David, to, to get in a really niche market? Or I L, have, yeah, you? I have considered Christian comedy, actually. Um, I don't know. You know, I feel like you can, you can, there's still a lot you can do in Christian comedy, you know? Yep. I don't know. I feel like, honestly, I feel like, uh, I feel like the the idea of Christian comedy is kind of like, I don't I'm know. sure Jesus uh, was a really funny guy, right? Like he's always pulling pranks. He... <laughs> I mean, I you, it's like, it's like you can, you can still talk about a lot of stuff, you know, and be a Christian, you know? I mean, if right? you, like it's storytelling. I mean, look at the people that Jesus reached. He reached prostitutes. Yeah. He reached tax collectors. Like he, he, he really messed with the worst of the worst. So, I mean, that is a comedy story in itself. I mean, I am a comedian and I do, I, I consider myself a Christian comedian, even though I'm vulgar, because it's a story. I'm telling like, when I do comedy, I'm telling a story. And I try to wrap it back around the spirituality, you know, from a hoe to holy. I mean, this is honestly, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a story. It's a story. That's what people love. People love stories, man. Are, are there like profane pastures, like a, like 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 sermons with like the F word or something, or like like we have this association. Christians are all like goody goody, but like, are there are there any situations like that? I don't know. My my, my pa- <laughs> All right. So my pastor, he was having his his wife do a sermon last last week, and then his wife goes on stage, and he's like, "I'm gonna kiss my wife right here," and then. And he's like, and I can kiss her because she's my wife. And then he's getting off the stage and he's like, he's like, I can kiss my wife. That's he's like, I do more than that to her. All right. And then he got off and everyone started laughing and stuff. It's like, that's not yeah. that's not the cleanest thing in the world. And, and he's a Christian and he's funny. He's a pastor and he's funny. Yeah, that's know? real. He referenced sex um, in marriage, you know, the Shasta, the Shasta McNasty. Yeah, the Shasta McDirty. I'm just saying that there should be like a live at the uh, Harlem. What's, what's that? What's that? The comedy club in Harlem, David. Yeah. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the Apollo. Okay. Live at the Apollo. Yeah. Yeah. There should be a live at the Apollo, but for Christians, like anything goes, but like there's a God message at the end of live, at, live at the <laughs> apostle. Well, look at, look at what Tyler Perry does. Look at Tyler Perry. Tyler, Tyler Perry. Perry's not a profane though. He's just, he's very wholesome. Well, But if you watch his movies, they're like really about hood rats and ghetto ass stuff. And, I mean, Medea comes out, gonna bust a cap in someone's ass, you know. Yeah, so Medea's Madea, gangster. Medea's yeah, gangster, gangster, man. All right, uh, let's get to your next story from Flex. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, we're mass debating right now, so I don't know if that's okay. Medea's gangster, yeah. Uh, from flexing to fame, the Office star Brian Bar- Baumgartner earns one million dollars on Cameo yearly, and he, of course, is famous for playing Kevin on the office and he charges $195 per message. Mark, do you think this is a good deal? $195. Well, yeah, that's a good deal for him at least. Like most of the messages are like, what, like two minutes, like a minute long. I I can't imagine it being longer than that. And that's like, imagine that per hour, like $195 per two minutes, you know? Yeah. How does that work out math wise? Uh, Very well. Dollars divided by two hundred. It's, it's like a six thousand dollars an hour. Yeah, well, David does the math. I'm <laughs> glad that like this guy is. What's who was he in? Uh, what do you call it? The Office. Oh, yeah, he's he Kevin. was Kevin. Yeah. yeah, he was Kevin. Yeah, so like I'm glad that he's at least getting some money because I don't think I've ever seen him in anything else. Yeah, the Office. Wait, that and means I... he would have to have done five thousand one hundred and twenty-eight cameos. What? That's not that bad. That's only like a hundred a week. 
Wait, no. Yeah, 100 a week. So that's, that's a lot. <laughs> uh, how, how many is that? They're two hour? minutes each. Yeah, it's two minutes. 365 <laughs> divided by 5128, 5128. Wait, no, I, that's not. No. You can give out that many messages. David is doing the calculation. <laughs> he's like, wait, around. can I do this? No, that's only, yeah, that's 14 a day. That's not that that's hard. Not bad. Like two minutes each. Yeah, I not pooped bad. 14 times. Yeah, that's, a day. That's, 20, that's 28 minutes. That's half an hour a day. <laughs> yeah. Mind. That's good. Mark can do it every time he goes to the bathroom. That's how that's how easy it is, right, Mark? Oh yeah, definitely. Like that's that's how much time I'm on the bathroom all the time. Like, yeah, that's true. It's only that's a hundred a week. Yeah. Oh wow. Ella, were you a fan of the office? Did you enjoy it? Uh yes, I did. I'm not I wasn't a fan of the office, but every time I got a chance to watch it, I was probably really stoned. I loved it. Did, did you, uh, like, so, like, I think the benefit is, like, as Mark said, like, some people are just stuck in their character. Like, you're only going to know this guy as this character for the rest of his life. So, is like, he should profit off of this, right? Because he's not getting any other, like, movie deals because, like, no one's going to disassociate him from Kevin from The Office. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's sort of like if, when you have a birthday party and you bring in someone that you know, like, it's really, I mean, you're paying some, you're paying talent directly, uh, yeah, we're paying t- and people are paying talent directly. And believe me that for some people, like when they're really, really, really big fans, $195 is really not a lot. And that makes someone feel special, like especially if their celebrity gave them a shout out or sent them happy birthday. Yeah, it's like I, I would I would equate it to like going to a football game or something like this is like a once like it's not an everyday thing. It's like a once in a lifetime kind of thing to do. And if you're a really big fan of The Office, like, and you're not a fan of football, like, why not spend the one ninety five? You want to get that? I'm not going to hate because maybe one day we can get paid one hundred ninety five dollars <laughs> message. Yeah, I, mean, I could use that like yesterday for rent. You know what? We'll charge you if anybody's watching. We'll charge you ten dollars if you want us to give you a personalized two minute message. Ooh, oh, I like that. Yeah, and Hit it up. won't be the two minutes that we were talking about at the beginning of this podcast either. Hit up David on on Cameo. Yeah, hit up me or Ella on Cameo. Uh, do, are there any religious people on Cameo that, that do $195 messages? Joel Osteen. <laughs> Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen. Osteen. As he takes another sip of his wine, he's like, Joel Osteen. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he's definitely out there. I would pay $1,000 if the Pope gave me a, a personal message for sure. You would pay how much? <laughs> I'd pay $1,000 if the Pope gave me a special message. That's something. You would pay $1,000. <laughs> Ten thousand dollars, a thousand dollars. I can get him right now. He's on call. Pope Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Pope Francis is here. No, I don't think he's here. Um, Mark, what, what former TV stars would you like to see on cameo? Um, I would love to get like uh, the uh, oh ooh, ooh, the full the Full House people. Um, yeah, Jesse, cut Jesse. it out. Oh, uh, what's his name? Joey Uncle. Gladstone. Yeah, David, Dave Coulier. Dave Coulier. Yeah. You guys want to get Dave Coulier? Yeah, we should get. We should actually do a cameo. We should order him from Cameo. Is he on Cameo? We should we get, him him on on we yeah, we get him on the podcast. We can crowdfund. We can crowdfund. Crowdfund yeah. David Coulier. Yeah, we should. We'll we'll split the cost, Mark. Uh, Uncle Joey, please come over to the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, that'd be nice. Is are you from San Francisco, Uncle Joey? Because we would. We're right here. Let's just go to the full house house, and I bet I bet he lives there. I bet he just rents it out. I'm not from San Fran, but I did date a girl named Fran. <laughs> That's a little little Peter Griffin in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind, of, he kind of sounds like Peter Griffin after a while. Uh, are, are, like David, if if I gave you a uh, cameo 
gift card who like who what celebrity would you pay for um probably samuel jackson because he's a fucking gangster i think he saved his money too well to be on, on cameo, <laughs> be on cameo yeah. cameo is like for people that that didn't um, save their money. i would also i would probably actually i would actually probably get like um i don't know probably a, a comedian that i really like but i don't think actually i think a lot of comedians are not on cameo either because they're like oh, i'd rather just you know perform get paid more like thousands instead but camera is so easy like you just, just like put up <laughs> like record yourself um i would i would do uh you know that guy uh, what's his name kevin from shark tank uh that guy the guy that's like yeah the guy that's like i'll crush you like a roach you, you know you, have you guys seen shark tank <laughs> i haven't <laughs> like trump yeah, he kind of does sound like Trump. Oh man, Trump is going to be the next judge on on a strike chain. Mark, do you have any other ideas of how celebrities can profit off of their fame? Uh, I'm not going to mention OnlyFans anymore because I think we've mentioned that a couple. Of played times. out, yeah. Played out. Just mail um, their hair to people, right? Yeah, mail hair, mail underwear. Uh, there's a lot of things that celebrities can do, even like D uh, Z celebrities. Um, I consider myself a Z celebrity and I, uh, <laughs> I've been sending out uh, underwear um, for a while now. Just the random addresses, not the actual Well, again, band, but... to fund this podcast, okay. you know, we need we need a little bit more. It's cheaper than doing laundry. Those, were, so those are still me buying all of those, Mark, just so you know. David, you can't buy me all these. I know, I know. I'm just, I'm trying to, I want you I'm to feel paying. good about the work that you're doing for our podcast. It's kind of like the inside producer duties I, I, you know i appreciate i appreciate it Thank duties you. no pun intended on duties and well and not, i just sent you a couple of boxes of duties so those are the inside duties that we have here uh ella you wanted the final word on the story do you have any ideas on like uh who do you want to see on cameo you know what i i, I would pay mark mangare Ooh. 195 dollars oh you wow for for my duties <laughs> uh for for your duties um no for your cameo i think is that what we're talking about right yeah, yeah. yeah cameo bro <laughs> ah, this is real five. yeah right. it's, it's gonna be us and mr worldwide and uh, the chihuahua we'll, we'll do <laughs> the dream team yeah follow me dog all right. cameo all right from uh cameos to cover-ups dog trainer caesar milan pitbull killed queen latifah's dog and tried to cover it up. Caesar Milan is, of course, famous for being the dog whisperer. Uh, Ella, you're Latino. What do you What do you think about this story? I think they're trying to raise bait with this one, man. <laughs> That's some fucked up <laughs> shit right there. You know, we've been having this problem between African Americans and Mexicans trying to be baited against each other, and now their uh, dogs are fighting each other. Yeah, dude, you you can't mess with Queen Latifah's fucking dog, bro. You just can't do like she is. She is a queen. She's ghetto. I remember her from Set It Off. You just can't do that, bro. And I do. I really think this is this is this is race baiting, bro. This is going. I don't. I don't know if this is true, but if he did that, he he's going to be whispering to someone if Queen Latifah gets a hold of him. Uh, Mark, what do you think is the appropriate punishment for for his dog killing Queen Latifah's dog? <laughs> what? Well, I don't know. It's 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 so. Uh, I love pit bulls. And I don't know why the dog whispers. Uh, this I don't know why this happened. Uh, I don't know. Just give him, just, just give him a timeout. I don't, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> give Caesar Milan. 
I'm you so, do- you know, honestly, like when it comes to dog crimes versus human crimes, I'm a little bit more lenient with dog crimes. Like if a dog killed someone, I would give it less time than a person. <laughs> well, the dog doesn't really know what he's doing, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. And that's why I like, yeah, I give it more leeway. Uh, yeah, David, David, you're a dog owner, right? Do you have any opinions on this story? Yeah, you know what? Um, being a dog owner, I uh, I don't I don't I don't know. I I, I think if Caesar Milan's pit bull killed my dog, I You're pretty I, don't know. I I would just I would just want him to get me a new dog. Like he's the dog whisperer. He's he's got like he has a he probably has dogs that are better trained than my dog anyway. Like I I would have been like, well, yeah, I mean, your dog knew best. You know, you're the dog whisperer, so he probably killed him for good reason. Wow, you, you really yeah. hate your dog. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's not that I hate my dog. Head. I just have a massive respect for the dog whisperer. Okay, you respect, so, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, uh, and also I think that, um, I think that Ella's right. Like, we shouldn't be baited into like a war between these two icons of, you know, of this of these races. I think what we should do instead is we should combine our, our forces and we should, um, we should do, they should do like a, they should come out with a movie, you know, like instead of barbershop, they should do like the dog pound. It, it is shady. When it comes down to it, if this is what really happened, it's shady. You can't cover up for murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would his new uh, TV show be about then? Uh, do you think he's going to go around getting the dog fights with like Michael Vick and stuff? There you go. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this is going to be a spinoff, you know, like they're all fucking... You never know. Maybe now he might be the the dog coach, the dog fucking the dog combat. fight whisperer. There you go, the dog fight. All right, uh, I think on that note, it's time to end the show. But uh, before we close out, Ella, do you have anything to promote? Um, I just want to promote all of you guys that are listening to me right now. And if you feel like you are going through a midlife crisis, just take a deep breath and receive this positive vibe and word from me. And it's L O V E love. Oh, I love it. Oh, I'm feeling that love right now. Just all the vibes. David, that's going to be hard to top. What's your, what do you have to promote? No, I mean, I don't know. I guess I just you want to piggyback off of that. I mean, honestly, <laughs> honestly, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a huge advocate of spreading the love and, um, and yeah, if you're going through a mid midweek crisis, it's important. And talking about midweek crises, uh, that's going to be the name of the show that I'm going to be on next Wednesday. Coming to Ventura Harbor Comedy Club, I'll be hosting the show called Midweek Crisis. Sorry to turn that uh, nice little thing into uh, my own selfish promotion, but uh, that's what this is all about, boys. A show business. A show business. A shit, 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 shit. <clears throat> show business. <laughs> okay, yeah, but anyway, I'm doing a show <laughs> at the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club. It's going to be at 7 p.m. Uh, get your tickets online if you use the code uh, Wednesday, David Wednesday. I think you actually just have to say Wednesday, but I want to get my name in there. Um, <laughs> then uh, you get you get buy one buy one get one tickets for uh, for fifteen dollars. Hey, check that out. And then also I'll be at the Pest Pasadena Comedy Club. That's gonna be Saturday at eight p.m. Saturday the twenty fifth. So I got a couple shows coming up. But I'll tell you more about that next week. Uh, that's that's all from me, guys. 
I just want to point out that Ella said midlife crisis, and then you somehow transitioned that to midweek crisis. And like, I heard that. <laughs> oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. David's really, uh, really stretching it right there. Really plugging hard. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, do you want to promote love too, or do you want to promote? I'm promoting love different? as well. Okay. Spread that love like you spread butter, my family. Just like dynamic panel family, dynamic panel fans. Yeah, uh, just just love just love spread all the way to the base. and we love you guys for your support too straight up yeah that's for sure uh, if there's so, any priests that are listening we love you too priests even if you're into satanic erotica yes yeah we want some uh actually if you're a priest that likes satanic erotica please send them in do we have an email i feel like we should have an email so that it's, it's just david's personal email yeah it's just david's <laughs> personal email yeah, you can either send me a personal email or you can go on uh, OnlyFans and buy a pair of underwear. Those are the only two communities. Yeah, if you need if you need a pair of underwear or just like uh, David telling you how much he loves you, um, like a, cl- a video clip of it, um, yeah, just like send it out over to our OnlyFans. And he's ten percent cheaper than Kevin for the office. I will. I will also be doing. Uh, that's that's actually. It's actually eighty percent cheaper. <laughs> yeah, it's actually what a dollar ninety five cents. It's he's he's actually going to pay you to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay you forty dollars to let me do a cameo yeah. for you. I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna be actually. Uh, I am. I do want to promote. Uh, I'm gonna be doing cameos for just for my Hawaiian fans for now. Um, but they're going to be called spamios. Spamios. Um, yeah, not what you think. Not not like spam emails, like spamios, where I get on there and show you how to cook spam. So, really informative. Uh, so for for David, Ella, and Mark, my name is Joseph, and thank you for listening to Dynamic Panel. Yeah. Uh huh. You know what it is. Everything we do, we do big. in my show when you hear it you know everything we tell it all